the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Rescuers Radio Show. RescuersRadioShow.org, which is rather new. Go to the website. You'll see all the shows that have happened before now. And uh, we're just cur- went over the hump of 100. We're now on the next 100. Congratulations. <laughs> and um, I'm excited about uh, the guest I have today. Oh, by the way, when you go to the website, there is a button for a donation. We are uh, a, a audience, uh, you know, based program. And so uh, take a look. If you're interested, do that. But Mark Miller, I've known for a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't a it? A year, a young, oh, hunk of years, and we've done things together. And but now you're on the spot. You're you're sitting in the chair. <laughs> and, I don't. Uh, and I'm, we're we're going to do uh, the best of your life. Here's Mark Miller. Oh, great. So, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. so Mark is the uh, chapter president of Truth at Work in Phoenix. And uh, Mark, before we get into that, mm-hmm. I'd like for you just to uh, go back. Uh, our, our worldwide audience would like to know who you are, <laughs> and uh, let's go back and hear your backstory. How'd you get here? Yeah, it's it. it you know, like all stories, you know, it, it's interesting to tell you've told it a thousand times, and some like it and some don't. But my backstory is I was raised a military brat, and so we traveled the world, and it gave me a perspective. I turns out um, God reminded me here in the last decade. I've been a Christian since I was five years old. Wow. He actually <laughs> he actually gave me a vision. Just in the last decade, I had no idea where um, Sunday school class, five-year-old Sunday school class, my mother brings me in and introduces me, and the Sunday school teacher gets on one knee and throws her arms open, Art, and I go running across the room and leap into her arms, and she said, Mark, Jesus loves you. Jesus (laughs) loves you. And God said, that was it. That was the moment you decided. Wow. So think about the impact of that one Sunday school teacher on that regular Sunday morning in one interaction, right? That's amazing. So I started early, you know, compared to many. Um, and then uh, and then from there, I, I did the corporate thing. I got out of college, um, left my faith in college, like so many of us do, right? I mean, there's more important things to do than worry about God in college. Yeah. And um, You're and, in Arizona? No, I went to Virginia Tech. Okay. We were, I'm from right. the East Coast. I work okay. from Virginia. And, uh, and then jumped into technology and uh, ended up in a vice president role for Pearson Education, and 15 years ago, got uh, got left let go. It was really a fun story. For those who are corporate listeners, they'll love this. I can identify. Oh, I get it. No, I can't. You can't. They, they brought me in 2008. They brought me to the New Year kickoff, January 3rd, the New Year kickoff. 
with all of my peers, and they put an org chart on the wall art, and my name wasn't on it. Oh, no. And that's how I got let go. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, of course, at the time, it wasn't near as funny as it is now, right? Oh. 15 years later, it's hilarious, yeah. right? But I literally put it up, and then 10 minutes later, my boss, this group VP, goes, oh, man, Mark, I need to talk to you at break. And so that shifted my my direction. And I'll tell you what, here's the fact. I love that. We had life all under control, 50 years old, kids are in college. We got it all lined up and God just blew the whole thing up. Wow. And it was terrifying at the time. And looking back on it, it's the greatest thing God ever did. Because mm. it forced me to shift my perspective on who God was. Nice. Because all of a sudden, God didn't have to do what I wanted him to do for me. To be a <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm I talking know exactly. about. You know exactly. Yeah. And so at that point, at age 50, then um, God pivoted me over to this world of uh, I'm really what I am is a professional facilitator. I facilitate groups of Christian business owners yeah. about the integration of their faith in their business. And he took me into that 15 years ago, and I'm just a whole other world. And uh, and I get to get that, live that out. I I do that, and then, as I told you when I talked briefly, I get the pleasure of doing it with Gen Zers, too. So it's just a great opportunity <laughs> to engage people who are serious about their faith yeah. in whatever their vocation is. Right. Well, I remember interacting with you some years ago, and uh, we had a small group of us, and we, uh, a few of us put together Bible studies within Corporations. Yes, that's exactly uh, right. Major co- or corporations. Yeah. And remember that authentic Christian, all that material. We were down to your yeah. offices at the time, right? Yes. And we put together a because it wasn't about just teaching as much as it was engaging. You know, Bill Heitzman, a dear friend of both of yeah. ours, right? We put together a very cool way to go into the marketplace, into some of the bigger companies around here, and engage this concept of what does authentic love look like. Yeah. That's what we built. Yeah. And it was a very different thing than just kind of a standard Bible study. <laughs> but, and we did – remember we did that seminar with – how many? We had 125 people there. and uh, Over 100, I'm sure. Oh. But, yeah. We're still doing that. Yeah. So now I've got another group that I'm working with. You were at my, our last event in October. The FCCI. That I, yeah, the FCCI. You know, they're, they're kind of the flag, and we're all supporting them. But it's the same thing. It's this idea of engaging people in faith in the marketplace, right? Yeah. And you had a heavy hitter, though, too. Oh, who's that? Blackberry. A Blackberry. Oh, Blackberry. Yeah, Richard. Blackberry. So it turns out that there's there's four of us um, that are kind of the core of this, that kind of manage it. And one of us is directly connected to Richard Blackaby of his father wrote Experiencing yep. God. Yep. Changed my life. Yep. I mean, I've done it three times. I think. Yeah, I, I've done. I, I've done it a couple times. I know. Yeah, and, and it and it shifted my life, and then to have Richard. So, so this is how it shifted my life. So I'm 50 years old. I just get left go. The God of the universe finally shows up two months later. I mean, literally, my wife said to me, Art, you need to go hear God because you don't have a job after two months and you should have had a job by now. So you go hear God, and whatever He does, you're going to go do. That's kind of like how I ended up with the Rescuers Radio Show. There you go. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I left the Arizona Broadcasters Association, thought I'd be there for 100 more years. And 2019 was my walk in the wilderness, I call it. And all of a sudden, God says, um, I want you to do another radio show. I hadn't host hosted a show in over 30 years. And um, I said, what? So I this is not my plan, God. Through not my plan, and praying, and ended up uh, here at Salem Broadcasting and interviewing, or t- talking, talking to some of my friends here, and they said, "Oh, yeah, we would like to have you on." And so we figured it out over several months. Little did I know, 
or any of us would know in April what happened with, with COVID. COVID. The whole world just crashed. And I said, God, how's this going to work? So uh, he said, well, in the darkness of the planet, the pandemic, on top of that darkness, you're going to see people stepping up and being heroes. That's where we're going. Amen. And it's and that's how this uh, radio station started and still exists. And it's just there awesome. It is, right? Yeah. But there's one thing I would think that we'd both agree and we want to, would want our listeners to hear. It was in the darkness of the wilderness. Yeah. Yep. The wilderness is where God does his best work. Yeah. And I'm yet, not a retiring guy. You're not a retiring guy. Retirement's not in the Bible. So, we're not doing that, right? So my prayers were not this. It was just what 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 do you have for me? What what where are we, where is this going? And then he told you he went, "Well, not that." Yeah. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> I get it. Same with me, right? I know. You know. My latest venture the same way. I'm going, really, God? How did I get here? Hard head. <laughs> and, and you know what? And those, But that's the message. The message is we spend our life trying, one of the messages, trying to avoid the wildernesses, and yet in the wilderness is magic. Yeah. That's where it all happens. So um, you are uh, a chapter president of Truth at Work. So that, that implies that it's a national organization. Yeah. Truth at Work is out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, we're a national organization. There's probably 35 of us in cities around the United States. Yeah. And our target is Christian business owners who are serious about their faith. Nice. So most, you know, as you and I know, we've been yeah. banging around the marketplace a long yeah. time. There are Christian yeah. business owners who look a lot like the world. Yeah. And then there's Christian business owners who are serious about their faith. And if that's you, then we once a month we gather for four hours and we dive into your business, your personal life, and your spiritual life in a way that allows us to build God's kingdom. Because yeah. at the end, that's what you and I have been doing all these years, whether we knew it or not, right, was building his yeah. kingdom. So is it is are there chapters in every state? or uh, There's probably – there's 35 of us, so there's probably – we're probably in 20 states. Okay, good. 15 or 20 states yeah. and growing. But, you know, it's this is a – is it's interesting. There's three major ministries in this space. There's plenty of room for it, yeah, but yeah. I think we're probably in about 15 of them. Yeah, correct. I've been doing this here for over 10 years now. Nice. I love the name. Mm. Truth at work. It's it, fun, isn't it? That's that's really what it is. It, it is the truth at work. Well, we're a safe place for you to hear the truth and speak the truth. Yeah. So um, your t- the tagline uh, captured me as I was going through some information f- for you and about you. The tagline is community integrating faith and and uh, work, putting God on display. Right, and so, you have, you have uh, yeah. scriptures for that, but but that's amazing. That's, well, so think about it. Yeah. So business owners, I just had a breakfast with a prospect before I came over here, and they all it's all the same way. They she built a, a successful business, but she did it alone. She did it all by herself. Well, at this age, and I think you'd agree with that. I mean, we get to be this age in our lives, right? Community becomes more and more important. And God has been clear to me, Art. What age are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> I must be must be older than you, right? It's the benefit of being around for a while. Yes. I God's been clear with me just this last year. Everything he does, he does in community. Yeah. And yet we love to kind of do things. So we build communities of believers. And how do we know if God's at work in our business? When we put him on display, when somebody looks at what we do and they go, why did you do that? And you go, if you knew who I know, you would have done the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's true. I mean, I mean, uh, if you you open that door and they're either going to go here or there, you'd rather they go here. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Rather than leave. 
Um, Yogi Berra used to say, if you come to the fork in the road, take it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, and and that's kind of the story of the last 15 years is a series of forks that I, you know, I like to say I wander around like Mr. Magoo, seeing what (laughs) what I run into, what God's going to have me run into. Your glasses aren't that thick. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have that little Model T. Thank you. Yeah, but that's easily fixable. (laughs) So um, you are. Uh, you mentioned yourself as a uh, as a facilitator, and you facilitate these roundtables or these meetings. Yeah, they're always small groups. They're all community based. Yeah. So if you're in Truth at Work, you're going to be sitting with a table of eight to twelve business owners, yeah. the same ones every month, working on your faith. But then is what God's done. You know, another just like you, right? Yeah. When God showed him, said, "Guess what? You're going to do a radio show." Yeah. About two years ago, three years ago now, one of my uh, members came to me and said, we really need to do something for Gen Zers. And so in Jan- after – and this was right before COVID too, right? Wow. So, yeah, you know, yeah. COVID yeah. gave us all a huge blessing. Yep. Um, in January of 2021, we started our first group of Gen Z young people engaging their faith and their walk in the marketplace. And um, that's uh, – my daughter does that with me so that we co-facilitate – She's an attorney here in town, and so she donates her time. We have more fun working with these young people who are hungry to get answers. It's a safe environment. Every every place I facilitate has three characteristics. It's safe, it's honest, and it's vulnerable. Now, are these young adults that are getting into the corporate world? They're, they all have to, We charge them. They pay a fee to sit at the table. Okay. So they have to have a job. Have to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> which separates them, you know, that's that age. Oh, what, do you try, I, we get this all the time in ministry, don't we? Do you charge for that? Yes, we charge for that, right? <laughs> Call it self-funding. Yeah. So they have to have a job. But no, they're not, they, they can be wherever they, they want, um, wherever they are in that. They have to be able to do that. But they're, it's a safe place for them to engage their faith. Engage it, not yeah. learn, engage. Yeah. You also have a methodology to work your way uh, addressing failure. <laughs> in the workplace. How do you do that? Well, so here's the point, right? It's the wilderness comment we just yeah, made, right? Yeah. So God, so I'm a charismatic Christian. I've been that way since I was in my late 20s, right? So if you're a charismatic, you look for the devil behind under every rock that, <laughs> that isn't doing what you want. So when life, something terrible happens, or worse yet, a business goes south, or COVID shows up and you have to shut your business down for two months. Yeah. We were just talking to Dr. Yeah. Lee, I think, out in the hall. Yeah. Uh, when it shuts down, all of a sudden we look at it and we're horrified, and we start telling God what we want him to do. But in that failure are the seeds of something we don't know about God. Yeah. And, if, and, and yet it's almost impossible to walk that walk without a community. Because when life gets really hard, you need that community. Yep. Well, business owners don't have that community a lot. Mm. And so my— well, Especially if they're trying to do it on their own. That, and, and COVID was perfect, Art, yeah. because I have these tables of 10, 12 business owners. Their business, half of their business has just collapsed, and the other half are booming. <laughs> and I didn't lose a member the whole time. Not, awesome. I didn't lose one awesome. because they needed that. They needed the community then worse than ever before. And so as we walk, I call it the, the road of brokenness, right? When we're broken by failure is where we can encounter God in brand new ways. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's waiting for us there. He's waiting for us there. And yet <laughs> yeah. we spend an enormous amount of energy avoiding those places. Yeah. I, Art, I'm done. I mean, my, my days look like this. God, what are we going to do today? Yeah. 
oh, this? I don't want to do this today. <laughs> you know, about three months or six months ago, I ran over. I had a traffic. I ran over a piece of debris in the highway and destroyed my front end of my car. I'm going, really? This is what we're going to do today? Wow. But we did. And I, I had a wonderful conversation with the body shop guy. He knows something more about Jesus than he did <laughs> and before. The right? guy, yeah, and, and the tow truck guy. And the all the rest. And the guy. Uh, the... But that's that idea of failure leading us to wilderness, leading us to know God better. Yeah. And so my definition of success for me today is to know God better today than I knew him yesterday. Yeah. And that almost happens, you know, yeah. often happens in failure. Well, he's here right now. Yes, he is. He's in, in, the, in the present moment. Yes, he is. There's another um, side, I, I don't know, I'll call it a side business, but you're a business coach and founder of Capitalist LLC. Yeah, Cooperative Capitalist. What is that? So, so it's just my business, right? So we, years ago, at the very beginning, 15 years ago, this idea of cooperative capitalism, right? I believe co- capitalism works. I believe it's a, a great system. Yeah. Where it doesn't work is when greed, avarice, and money become the drivers. Mm. So let's operate in a capitalism world, but let's do it in a cooperative fashion. Let's work together. And so I named my business that. And so Truth at Work is, is part of that. And then I engaged I do some personal coaching business. It all flows out of my relationship with business owners where they get in a hard place and they want to know what does it look like to do this in community in a way that engages God. And that, you know, I'm really I, – I really am a professional facilitator. It's the questions that I ask that are – my content, my knowledge. I mean, I have a lot of experience because we've been, I've been doing this a while, right? Yeah. But it really is the ability to ask the question that connects the situation to God that makes a difference. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's – uh that's much needed. Um, yeah. So let's go back. You, you mentioned this earlier, but I want to go uh, take a deep dive into the next gen mm-hmm. uh, leader roundtable. Yeah. So um, it's been three years ago now, a little more than that. And I get a call from a friend of mine and he goes, uh, we need to have lunch. You know, he's one of these visionary types, right? <laughs> you know the type. Yeah, you know, I do. Can, yeah. You know, they're always dreaming 10 steps ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so we have lunch. I said, no problem, Ron. So we have lunch and he sits down and he says, okay, I want you to do a roundtable for young people. He says, I know what I experienced at Truth of Work. I want them to experience it. And I'm sitting here going, what the business, the established business owners do engage in is not going to work for these young people. Mm. He said, I don't care what it looks like. You need to do it. And I went, don't you love it when people tell you what the, you know, <laughs> they tell you what you, you need to do this, Mark. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't need, you know, I don't play that game anymore. This I is just what looked, it should look like. Yeah, right. I looked, isn't, uh, yeah, Ron Ciaro is <laughs> I've looked at Ron and I go, you don't get to tell me that, but go ahead. And he said, oh, by the way, one other thing. You have to do it with your daughter. And oh. then he said, do you have a daughter? You have a daughter, right? And I went, yeah, I have a daughter. He didn't even know. He said, that was a clue that he was probably hearing God. Oh. So now, now we're back to Henry Blackaby and his book, Experiencing God, because one of the tenets in Experiencing God is if God tells you to do something and you can do it in your own strength, it is not God. That's true. And, well, he calls it the human condition, right? <laughs> That's is. his favorite phrase. That's right. Yeah. So think about it. And as I examine my life before 50, yeah. I realize most of what I'd done, I did my own strength. Yeah. So when I flipped in, so when this next gen thing came up, I had no idea what I was doing. And neither did Kate. But that's how I knew it was God. And so we just followed it out. Yeah. It took over a year to organize. And we put together a four-hour segment there were nine young people in this first um, first group. I have a uh, we have a business sponsor that covers half the cost for the young people, and then they cover the other half. 
and we walk through, um, block by block through two core elements. The, I think one of the great learnings I've done in the last five years, Art, is the connection of my heart to how I see God. I used to see, think I saw God more intellectually. Yeah. I've learned a ton about my heart, and we teach them the heart aspect and the God aspect in a four-hour session once a month. We finished our first group in January and had a, a celebration dinner, wow. and they brought their spouses and their parents, and, they, and everybody was just blown away by how these young people had grown. So they're brought to you by their bosses? Bosses, friends, CEOs connectors. Or... It's always referred. It's always, yeah, CEOs. So, yeah, so now what you're seeing is people go, yeah, I have this. We, we're st- literally, interesting timing, Art. We're starting our second group tomorrow. Oh, nice. We start with a two-day launch yeah. retreat, so all day tomorrow and all day thir- and most of the day Saturday. And that group is consisted of a, of a owner who said, this person needs to be in it, um, a family friend who they said, we're getting ready to start. I'm we're serious. We're, in, we're interested in our faith. You don't ha- do not have to be a believer. You just have to know that we are, and we're going to represent that side. So yeah. you've got to be willing to engage Have their the minds law. and hearts open. That's exactly it. And uh, we have 11... I mean, the, the group pretty much filled up as soon as we opened it. We didn't know whether it was going to go six months, let alone. And now I'm now uh, we have a vision for, um, and looks like the group three will be out of a, a there. So uh, there's a business I have that's a client of mine, a member of mine, and uh, they said we got a hundred people in this facility. It's KTR. Um, kids that rip um, facilities said every corporate store we want to have one of these in it. We want to offer this to young people who are, want to engage their faith because what we're finding in this country right now is if you've been around church, you know the buzzwords, but you can't answer any of the questions. Right, right. Your faith isn't quite your own yet. Yeah. So at the end of that first year, these young people would tell you they own their faith. Well, they you're, own it. You're talking to a guy sitting right across from you that uh, came to Christ 25 years ago. At 49 years old, and I left a whole mess behind. But uh, since that time, he wasted no time. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he redeems the time, the yeah. Scripture says, right? Yeah. So think about getting that at, in your early 20s. Yeah. That's what we're offering. So that's the most exciting thing. But as I look at what I do, it is the question, the facilitation is really what I do. Wherever God takes me, I'll do that. So this implies that the bosses, the CEOs, whoever that uh, calls you on this, they are believers themselves, or are they testing the water? Um, you know, that's <laughs> a really good question. Works. The ones who the, have referred so far are believers. Yeah. Um, now, the second group has a block of, has some friends of friends kind of thing, right, yeah. who they watched it. I don't know where it's going to go, Art. Um, I know that this group is not filled with believers. Yeah. So, probably half the group are doubters kind of at best. And I'll talk to them. They'll go, well, you just need to know where I stand. And, of course, you and I know that we're not responsible for getting people saved. Jesus encounters oh. them where he wants to encounter them. We just give himself. them a place to do that, right? That's what he does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, You know what? If I've learned one thing these last decades, that I, if the more I get out of the way, the better work he does. Yeah. But I can see a frustrated uh, owner or operator and, okay, I'm at my – I don't know what else to put in front of these guys. Maybe this will work. <laughs> so they call Mark. Yeah. So it's that idea. We call it next-gen leader roundtable because that's what it is. You're, yeah. you're sowing leadership, godly leadership principles in the young people. And it's a very different mindset. 
than the traditionally, right? It really is. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've heard the servant leadership term, right? Yeah. That's kind of that's the model of Christ. We're yeah. doing that, but the found the why behind it is what we work on, and um, and and the heart piece, because if you think about, remember what I said: the three characteristics of what we do are honest, safe, and vulnerable. Yeah, honest, safe, and vulnerable. I like that. When I ask people how many of the groups they have that are honest, safe, and vulnerable. How many groups do you have that are honest, safe, and vulnerable? Wow. Would that be a, a big number? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm in two groups, two small groups myself. You're asking me if what groups I'm in? Yeah. Which groups are you on that you would say are honest and safe, which means you can say whatever you want, and vulnerable in terms of sharing their heart? Probably about four a week. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so yeah. that puts you in the top 1% of people I know. Nobody has that number. Wow. I belong in two to two two um two church small groups. We're not very vulnerable with each other. We're safe and honest, but we're not very vulnerable. I can I can honestly say the group the groups that I'm in. I'll I'll pick out two of them. Please do. It's it's no no bars. You know everything's open. Everything's on the table. That is very very rare. Yeah. So uh, we're we're about ready to close this out. I get it. I'm sorry because we could keep on going for another. You and I hour. could go on for a while. <laughs> you so we know how, that. Uh, how how do how would would listen, listeners uh, if they're interested to in getting in touch with you? How do they do that? Sure. So um, the truthatwork.org website has our stuff on it. Um, I can be reached just a simple phone call four eight zero two two nine four nine six zero. And my email is mark.miller at cooperativecapitalist, cooperativecapitalist.com. And, you know, and I, I bang around. I'll go all over the valley and talk and love on people. Thank you. Well, that's it's awesome work. And uh, how many people would you say off the top of your head you've, you've uh, had the privilege of working with? Oh, over the 10 years that I've been doing the business stuff, I probably impacted 125 business owners. All right. Mark Miller, you are a rescuer. <laughs> Whether you know it or not, God's blessing on you, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Art. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.